Emily has had a whirlwind 10 years. From relocating her whole life from Hertfordshire to the Midlands in order to live with her partner, to having three babies under five, to being made redundant whilst pregnant with her second child, to becoming self-employed and learning to juggle childcare as well as the very different needs of her three beautiful children. Emily has had it all going on and she's somehow managing to keep it all together without day-to-day -day support from family who live on the other side of the country. We talk about her three C-sections and what her secret is to staying afloat. Emily, thank you for being here and agreeing to share your experiences with us. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you. I have um, two children at nursery, so uh, uh, the school and nursery, so I'm, I'm just down to one and they're quite, yeah. The house is quiet, so I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> we like to start by asking everyone the same first questions. Please, could you tell us your name, your age, where you're from, what you do in life? And please, could you introduce us to the members of your family? Yep. So um, I'm Emily. I am 34. Um, I have I'm married um, with three children. I have a daughter who's five. Um, son who is two uh, well he'll be three in November and then I have a um a new a new son who is six weeks old um I am based in the Midlands um just south of Birmingham and I um originally from Hertfordshire um my husband's from the Midlands so I relocated so um yeah we don't have any family nearby um but uh really like where we are um my job's changed since having children I've I'm now um, working two days a week uh, for a local business, um, freelancing, um, doing office admin. Um, yeah, uh, whereas originally I think I started um, as a retail buyer. So it's been quite a, quite a journey the last sort of 10 years. But uh, yeah, that's just a bit about me. One of your children is only six weeks old. So thank you so much because I feel like you must be very sleep deprived right now. Are you getting any sleep at the moment? I am. I think the hardest part is when you go to bed, you don't really know what kind of a night you're in for. And sometimes that, that invokes a bit of uh, anxiety, I guess, before bedtime thinking what, what, what sort of night am I going to have tonight? But at the same time, like it's relatively, yeah, I, I think I know that he's my last baby and I know that I'm not going to get to do this again. And I think because of that, I'm just holding on to everything that little bit more. Um, and I don't actually mind. Um, I think knowing that I can take it easy in the day if I need to, then that helps. And I'm, a, I'm just a lot kinder to myself this time around. I've, I've been a lot, you know, you just learn to take it slower and, and listen to your body a bit more. And I know that I'm not going to get this time again. So, um, yeah, I'm as just um, as my friends all know, I'm um, massively into audiobooks and Kindle. I've got through so many since then. Um, having children it just helps those night feeds um it just, sometimes yeah he's gone back to sleep and I'm still sitting there reading <laughs> just enjoying the peace oh. so uh, yeah it's, it's it's not too bad um tired but I know it will end and I know that this time like next year it'll be quite different so it's okay and I imagine with three in the house peace is not something you can easily find during the day so you have to take what you can get in the night time it's just you just get less and less time for yourself but then at the same time, I think the first, when my first child, I sort of, it was an adjustment to accept that I didn't have that time for myself anymore. And third time round, even though I've got even less, I, I think I just, I know that it will come back. And I, I, I know that. And, um, I, but yeah, it does take, it probably take, takes about two years in my experience to, to get to that place where you feel like that. And I just know at the moment I'm in the thick of it, but but it's not going to be forever. And 
um yeah they're loud and uh, it's frustrating because i really enjoy like i feel relaxed when the house is tidy and when it's clean and uh, that gives me like i feel good when that's done but it's just impossible with children like i could spend a day doing it and they trashed it like half an hour later mm. so it's just sort of just it's, it's me managing my own expectations i don't know not expectations just what's realistic and and just yeah knowing that it's not forever if you try and get all the work done it's basically impossible and then you have eaten into all your time to relax anyway have you found a way to get around that or re reprogram yourself so that you can still enjoy a bit of peace and relaxation while everything is in chaos around you i do you know what? i wish i wish i could like i wish i could say that i had um but I do, I, I do generally feel like I'll do it and then that'll leave me with half an hour before I have to pick my daughter up from school and, and you know, I'm thinking, yeah. why didn't I just... Um, but then I, I know I can't sit there and relax looking at all the mess. I, I, it's just me personally. But it's really hard. Uh, even when, um, you know, like when the health visitors come round after you've just had a baby and the house, you've got bits everywhere and the house is like, because you, are, you have just had a baby um, and there's baby stuff everywhere. And even then I'm like saying to my husband, you need to hoover, you need to tidy up, you know, like they're not looking, they're just looking to see that I'm looking after this child again. They're not looking at my house, but it's just, I just feel like I, I relax when I know I'm on top of it, but you just can't be, you can't. Whether it's guests or professionals, you do on some level feel like they're judging you if your house is a total tip. Yeah, yeah the health visitor caught, I forgot she was coming recently and um, she came round and there was a pile of nappies on the landing from the night before that I hadn't taken downstairs, washing on the landing that I hadn't taken downstairs. And she said, oh, she shocked me when I opened the door. I was just about to like enjoy a couple of hours of sleep, uh, back, going back to bed. And um, I was like, oh, hello. And then I was like, God, oh. And she said, oh, do you mind if I just pop upstairs, see where the baby sleeps? I was like, yeah, yeah. And it really, it was like, just, hmm, don't look at the nappies, don't look at the clothes, don't look at, just don't judge me. But she, said, oh, she didn't care. I don't judge anybody else, so I don't know why I expect people to judge judge me. Today, you are a mum of three. Um, have you always known that you wanted to have children? And did you know that you would like to have three? Has that always been the goal, have three children and then stop? Or did, you, did that evolve over time? Yeah, no, I think because I'm one of three, I've always known that I think in my head I wanted that myself for myself. And... Um, I, I think even after I had my son, my second child, I knew that I might be doing this again. Like um, there were times that where it was difficult. I was like, I'm definitely not doing this again. And then um, it comes to a point where my husband's a bit older than me. He's 38 um, and he just said, you know, I, I want to do it before I'm 40. Um, can we, uh, if, if we're going to do it? And I think speaking to my parents as well, like they've been through it and they know like, obviously at the time they say, we know when you're in it, it's hard, but looking back, we might have had one more. And both of our parents said that they wish they'd had more. Really? Which I know is easy to say once you're in your 60s and you, you know, everyone's older and it's, but hearing them say that always sort of stuck with me. And I think, I know it's hard now, but I also like, I see my, um, yeah, I think I just, I just knew, but also I can only actually have three. I can't, the surgeon told me I can't have any more. Um, right. Uh, just with complications after three C-sections. She said she'd advise me not to do it again. So I think almost there's a little part of me when someone tells you that you can't, you think, oh, maybe I do want. Yeah, because you've taken the option away. Yeah, but I, I don't. Like, I think that was all the oxytocin, but <laughs> I just think mentally, physically, financially, Three is, is for me, my limit. And how did you and your partner meet? Uh, through mutual friends. Um, he went to uni with somebody, um, a friend and played hockey um, on at uni with them. And I lived, I played hockey with them back in Hertfordshire. So when he came home, um, his friend from uni came down to visit. So oh, hockey world, I don't know, um, just, through mutual friends Aww. and sport. And when did you, I yeah. guess, when did your relationship evolve to the point of thinking about children? Yeah, I think, because he's um, a few years older than me. He was already, he'd already moved out. He was living in Birmingham. So we were long distance for two years. And I think when you're moving, when I took the plunge, I guess, to move out, up to Birmingham and I left my job, I left my family, everything. Um, 
because I really, I don't know, I find it quite exciting, a change of scenery, move to a city and whatnot. But um, I didn't realise at the time moving away like that would be, if when we had children, I wouldn't have that support system. And that's something I'm very envious of people yeah. who have that now, like just to be able to drop my kids off to my mum and go and do a food shop would just be amazing. Uh, but I don't have that luxury. And his it's family, precious. It is, it is. I think even just saying, mum, can you just watch them for a can you feed them dinner tonight while I just have an hour to do this or I just don't have that so when I do get that time to myself I really appreciate it but I didn't think about that when I moved away from from my family um because I was just thinking of my 26 year old self or like um I wasn't really I was just looking for a new experience and living in a new city but um yeah I just I think he him being a little bit older he was a bit more ready i think um when we met and i think when you move you take that you know if you're going to move away from home and do all that for somebody that 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 might be on the cards because it's not just like your date you know it's a big step and when did you when did you start trying we've been together about four or five years uh and then we'd lived together for about two but i i remember like trying loosely in, in the loose sense of the word it was like just not being careful, which, you know, I think actually I was a bit naive to, to that. Cause I think it was, there was a part of me that worried that what if I can't have children? I was only, I thought only, I was 28, um, which compared to my friends is actually a bit younger. There a lot of them are having their first, second sort of around now. Um, and sort of early thirties, but I, um, yeah, I was the first one. And I think there was just this, part of me that worried that what if I couldn't have children and what if I found you know it, it took ages or what if it wasn't on the cards I kind of mm. wanted to know now and but then it, and I started to get worried it took about 10 months which actually I know now is pretty normal but at the time um you know I was thinking is this going to happen um and as soon as I had my daughter that relief of I can have children and and the second time around I wasn't I wasn't in a rush and I wasn't um worrying myself about trying and it actually coincidentally happened a lot faster uh just three months but really yeah I, I, but I think I just wasn't I knew then that there's the difference between having one and having none is is everything isn't it and I think I knew once I had that one I relaxed a lot what was it like after 10 months then when you found out that you were pregnant? Actually, really, uh, you'd think I'd be really happy. The reason, I'm sorry, I meant to say that the reason I worried that I couldn't was because I'd had um, high-grade cervical smear cells and they had to remove them and they took a part of my cervix away. So I was, they said, oh, it might make it harder to conceive. And that's that sort of, as soon as they said that, that's what sort of planted the seed of the worry and um, which is why we started trying when we did. But when I found out, it was, I almost was a bit, depressed like mm. I think it was I wanted it and I knew I wanted it but but then I the realization hit that my life is changing now I'm I'm on this train there's no getting off it like um am I ready for this and and I was a bit I was so I don't know why looking back but I, I felt like I was too young in myself I felt like I wasn't I think because I was the first one it felt like uncharted territory and I didn't my friends were all doing different things they were all still going out in London yeah like and I was my life had really changed and I don't think I was quite prepared for how much it does change mm. yeah I, I just remember being really like sad and I, I not really wanting people to know or thinking people would think oh she's not young to be having a baby or I, I don't know I just felt but obviously as soon as I had a change did it did it feel a bit like I suppose mourning for your old life slightly. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And there was a bit of, uh, yeah, a bit of resentment, I guess. Like, yeah, in mourning for my old life. But I remember my dad saying to me that in a couple of years, that they'll all be, you know, your friends that are all out now, they'll all be having children, or they'll uh, they'll be thinking about kids, or they'll be settling down. Like the, the ch- my friends, they were in relationships at the time. He said, just just wait, like you know you're doing it a bit before then but you know you're still 28 it's not like I was young like it, but it, I think just compared to where my friends were I was in a much yeah different place and and he was right like now you know 
it's nice to be that bit further ahead because they all look they sort of come to me for advice and mm. um I feel like I'm getting my as my daughter gets older I'm getting a bit more of I know I've got a newborn but myself back and mm. um they're sort of going through that initial stages of motherhood which is just sort of quite overwhelming as well so mm. I've, I've been through all of that I guess what was pregnancy like for you any particular challenges or difficulties along the way um I was sick with all three of them and that went on till about between 13 and 16 weeks so that was hard I remember just every time I'd get home from work I'd just make it to the kitchen sink and it was just mm. yeah it was just all day sickness uh, that was hard but once that passed, I think um, the challenges, I think with my daughter, I worried so much. I had any opportunity I could go for a scan or anything at the hospital, like at any growth, at any growth scan. You know, when they measure your tape, your bump with a tape measure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like the most, you've got a different midwife measuring your bump every time. And uh, they all do it slightly differently. Yeah. The baby might have moved. And every time they did it, it's like, right, you need a growth scan. First time around, I was like, yep, brilliant. Get me to the hospital. I can't wait to see the baby. Third time round, I um, they'd measure me. I was like, really? <laughs> like, do, do I have to go? Like, I think, you know, I'm having him in a week. I had a scan three weeks ago. I'm pretty sure, like, the tape measure, can we, can we just... Uh, just because it was a 40 minute drive to the hospital and mm. and yet taking two kids with me it just wasn't because again I mentioned we don't we don't have that support so do you think you also felt more comfortable that your body kind of just knew what it was doing by that point as well definitely and I I knew I felt fine and I, I yeah I think I just knew what things should feel like and and that's so much more relaxed the whole pregnancy I think I saw the doctors like a handful of times whereas the first time any given opportunity any sort of twinge or lack of kicks or like uh, yeah I was so like worried a lot I, I imagine you must be just so much better able to uh, judge when you really have to worry versus not I think that applies to like when they're born as well you know like I can temperature feeding everything you just feel so much more at ease with with what's happening and and just understanding of like when when it is serious and I haven't really googled I have but not like I did and you remember the people that really helped I I lent on a lot more people when I first had my daughter um you know I had a group of NCT mums and uh, breastfeeding that was hard and I needed a lot more support as I even found in the hospital with my third they just kind of left me Mm. they were like I think she knows what she no no one asked me like no one came in to see <laughs> like I was just kind of left by the staff uh, they came in every now and then but they were like she's she's got this it's still hard but I, I did feel a lot more relaxed did you do any particular preparation to get yourself ready for the birth itself whether that was kind of physically or mentally and and I suppose did you have an idea of what birth was even like before you went into it what were your expectations the only thing I'd really seen of birth was one born every minute Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously that's like fatigue isn't it but I actually filmed recently at the hospital I gave birth so I felt like when I was there all the celebrity like the midwives like I've seen you on (laughs) um I said they'd all they'd all been on the program um which is quite interesting but um they um yeah I I did NCT and I, I did learn a lot from NCT don't get me wrong and, and, and I almost like felt like I was buying friends because I didn't know anyone in the area and I kind of just did it to meet other mums that were having babies I did learn a lot about babies I think the one thing that I didn't like was how much they pushed now in hindsight is how much they pushed me to breastfeed mm. um and I did it but through tears and everything and I wish you know I'd known to get that I remember um I had one of the breastfeeding counsellors come round just after I'd had my daughter and I'd given her a bottle of formula the night before because I I, I just she was screaming and I didn't think my milk was enough so I did that and, and I remember her saying to me um it's all right it'll be out of her system in 24 hours and I, it was and, and at the time I didn't really think about it but now looking back it's like I poisoned her you know like she's yeah. like it's like and I was thinking how's it like now my son has a bottle of formula before bed every night mm. and I don't think anything of it it's just 
but it, when you're so vulnerable and you're so new to everything and you've got someone saying that to you, you, you don't forget. No, those comments really matter. They stick, don't they? And I think, yeah, like C-sections, they didn't really, I ended up with three C-sections. First one was an emergency and they never really touched much on what to expect, I think, with a C-section and, and definitely after just, it was just kind of a very much sort of a natural birth that was discussed so I think in my head that's what I wanted because that's all I'd really focused on mm. um and after having a c-section I felt a bit envious of people that had had managed to give birth naturally um right. yeah so I, I think there's that but I, that's all gone now like you know that no one my daughter goes to school and you've got no idea how one baby was born or who was potty trained when or who was who was fed solids first no one cares or talks about any of it they don't and you you look at one kid today you don't know who was formula fed who was i saw like this meme it's like they all end up eating mcdonald's chips off the floor or something. <laughs> like they all like uh they all end up in the same point eventually it's just at the time it felt like a lot of outside influences trying to push you in certain directions as a new mum i think what you said is spot on you are so vulnerable in those especially with the first mm. baby and in those first hours days weeks months you've not yet built up your mm. own confidence and convictions in the way you want to be a mother and what you're capable of and so those voices can really weigh in loudly and they can really they can really throw you you said that you had an emergency c-section what actually happened on the day itself? So it was, um, I was sitting on the sofa, I thought my waters had broken, that's pretty sure um, they had. And um, but I was quite, I, that's, it reminds me of this scene of um, Courtney Kardashian when she goes into labour and she just goes and has that, washes her hair, but that's exactly what I did. I, <laughs> I just went, I was like, well, if I'm going to the hospital, I need to go and wash my hair. <laughs> so I went and had a shower and washed my hair and like got ready and then went to the hospital because it was just uh, no contractions or anything. It was just my water's broken. Mm -hmm. But they realised that um, there was meconium in the water, the baby mm -hmm. pooed, so um, they kept me in. That was it, I was there then. Um, and I was induced straight away. Um, I was just put straight onto the drip. Um, but it actually did nothing. Like, it, I didn't have any contractions, nothing. And um, But what I did, couldn't do was eat for 26 hours um, before I had the surgery. And I was just lying there. And they kept saying, right, the baby's going to come out. Like, one, one, at one point, the drip wasn't even attached to my arm. It, it, oh, three gosh. hours, it had been drifting down the side of the bed. Oh, no. So I was. it was just a long wait of um, 26 hours before... Um, before I ended up going into surgery. So it was an emergency because she did, um, they all ran in and, you know, when um, the lights come on in the middle of the night and the heart rate had dropped because she was getting distressed, I think. Mm. And just nothing was happening. So they said, um, we need to get her out. Um, and, and they did and, and it was fine. The only thing with that first section was I, they, they rushed me out of the hospital, I felt. So I had her at 10 to midnight. I went onto the ward at four. And by 11 o'clock in the morning, after like just a few hours sleep, they were talking about discharging me. And, and I, d I just didn't, didn't question it. I was just like, yeah, yeah. So I was home by like five o'clock that same day. So Having I hadn't even had her the night before. I hadn't been there long at all. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't realise at the time that you can ask for morphine and they, they won't offer it to you, but you can ask for it. And so I did with my other two and it just helped and and I also like they I just said up with my other two that I didn't want to be you know I wanted to leave when I felt like I could when could handle it um to. so I just stayed that extra day yeah and they were fine they were like you leave whenever you you want but that first time it was like yeah right and because I just didn't know to question I could question anything or I could say oh I need more pain relief or I just sort of went along with whatever the doctors said and 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 in hindsight, it was, I left too early and I just sort of, yeah, 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 whatever anyone said. <laughs> um, and it wasn't necessarily what was right for, for me. It's hard to advocate for yourself when you're in such an alien environment and something totally, well, alien is maybe the wrong word, is happening to you. And it being an emergency, I think you don't get that luxury of, like, not luxury, because it's still birth, but... When you've got a plan section, you know, you, you plan your last meal, you eat, you're, you're going in with your bags, you've slept the night before, 
you get that rest before I guess a bit more whereas being in labor for 26 hours and then going into surgery your mm. body is just I felt like I'd been hit by a bus like it just felt it, I just felt broken those 26 hours you said that the injection basically didn't work did you dilate at no. all and did you get any contractions at no. all so you were basically just resting and then baby just needed to come out yeah I had twinges when they upped it they had it on the highest it would go and I had I started to feel it then but it just wasn't enough and yeah just nothing was really happening so yeah it was kind of just there resting as soon as, my, as soon as they'd said there was meconium in the water that was it everything I, I couldn't be in the birth center I couldn't so that was all gone straight away so it, it was never like it was it was from the offset I always knew I'd be in the um in the hospital um monitored and it, yeah it was going to be a much more medicate medical setting how was your partner in all of this how was Tom was he with you the entire time was he allowed to be with you the entire time and when things all kicked off were you together and how was he kind of supporting you? Because that must have been a scary moment. Ironically, the, the moment that it, when it all kicked off, he'd, that was the one moment he'd gone to the toilet. <laughs> so he came back in and the doctors were all in there, the lights were on. He'd, he'd been by my side the whole time. And then, yeah, when it all kicked off, he came back into what's going on. So I think he was panicked, but he was there the whole time and, and they let him stay. Um, my second child I had in lockdown and he wasn't allowed in the hospital. He came into the hospital. They went and got him outside when just, they'd started the surgery already um, when he came in. Um, so he only got to be there for that. Like they'd already started. And then they sent him out after about half an hour while I got stitched up and the baby stayed with me. And then he was allowed to stay with us for an hour. And then he went home. So he was in Aldi by 11 o'clock doing a food shop after I'd had the baby at half nine. Wow. So um, then I think he felt, he didn't get that experience then he didn't get any scans or anything like that so doing it again third time around for him was quite nice because he got to be a part of everything again so he couldn't come to scans preparation how how was that how was that whole experience strange but in a way it wasn't completely negative um I was found out I was pregnant in February and then it all sort of started happening didn't it it's around March April time um with restrictions and things and um it was it was a scary time but I wasn't um you know everything was I was on uh, furlough and that was quite nice being at home with my daughter um but in terms of appointments I went on my own but again because it wasn't my first time I felt so more so for first time mothers going through that on their own I think mm. because I had the confidence of I've done this before I kind of knew what to expect mm. where I was going and just little things but um second time around it was he didn't come to any scans and he didn't yeah the birth was very short and sweet but in terms of his experience but um what I did kind of appreciate which I took away and sort of kept in mind with my third is that no I didn't have any visitors in the hospital and nobody did and it was just such a nice time just lying there with my baby and not feeling like I had you know I had people walking past like constantly it was just the midwives were it's just yeah I, I didn't I actually quite liked it I was in and out of sleep all day I felt rested there was no need to get ready showered for visitors or anything you like had that. a little bubble and I really appreciated that time mm. yeah massively but it, it was really special um and no no visitors afterwards apart from family my, my exception for my parents and Tom's parents but that was really special um and this time I didn't have any visitors in the hospital either. I just, apart from my husband, obviously. Mm. But um, yeah, it did, I didn't feel like I needed it. And, and even afterwards, and maybe third baby people aren't as key, you know, quick. They'll be like, yeah, we're coming around. But um, <laughs> apart from our family, yeah, we took it, took it a bit slower with, with everybody. And it was definitely the right thing to do for us. There's a silver lining. So emergency C-section... Then when you were pregnant with your second child, did you know you'd have a C-section again? No, I was going to try for a, a V-back. I, I kind of still, part of me wanted that experience that I didn't get to have the first time. Mm. Um, and I wanted to try for a V-back. Um, and this, the longer it went on, he was a big baby. I mean, I'm five foot two and he was nine pound four. And it turns out that it's, it's quite a good thing that 
I didn't, well, it was a really good thing in the end because when I, he had him at 41 weeks planned section, they said if he hasn't come by 40 weeks, we need to sort of think about a C-section. He's, he's on the larger side and, you know, he's not showing any signs. He's never dilated before. Um, they weren't that comfortable with me giving birth naturally by that point. Um, so I booked in 41 weeks and they came and I was like, right, well, that's what's happening. Um, and it was a really nice experience because it was a much more relaxed and, like I said, uh, just rest. I felt more rested um, going into it. But um, I had a, the surgeon found a hole in my uterus, which is basically an after effect of um, my first C-section. Mm. And they, they don't know it's there until they open you up again, basically. There's nothing they could have done, but it would have just increased my chance of rupturing if I'd have had it naturally. Right, okay. Um, so when I had my third, that hole was there and they actually delivered him through the hole in my uterus. Wow. So um, that's why I know more babies. <laughs> wow, okay, so. It's a blessing, really. And so then after that, it's not like they could repair that hole then? They're, they can repair it, um, but obviously it's just at risk of rupturing I see again I think it was still there when I had my son um surgeon didn't really say the only thing she said when I was lying after I had my second son it was if you ever have any more children you need to have have them by 36 weeks because of there's a hole in in the uterus um so I had that in mind that's why I had my this baby early when did you decide we can handle three here let's go let's go again we can go for the hat trick. And <laughs> when did you decide that? Um, I found out I was pregnant Christmas, just before Christmas last year. I tried to keep it a secret until Christmas. I was so sick. I was like, I can't do this on my own. I need some sympathy from my husband here. Like, I need some help. And I need him <laughs> to know that this is hard. Um, so uh, I told him just the, like a week before um, Christmas. Um, but we'd, I think, uh, there's the same age gap. So there's two years, eight months between my first two and then two years 10 months between my second and third so it's a pretty similar age gap and I think I just kind of felt really I didn't want to leave it too long before I went back into the thick of like you know the sleepless nights and everything but um I also kind of felt I think my husband sort of saying he didn't want to he sort of wanted to do it sooner rather than later Mm. um spurred me on a bit as well there were times where I thought no I don't want three I'm happy with two you know especially in lockdown I was like I don't want to do this again like mm. <laughs> I just want to fast forward the newborn bit and go straight to when they're sort of talking and mm. potty trained and functioning more yeah um, but now it's completely different I'm really enjoying the newborn stage and I think it's just hearing that it's never going to happen again <laughs> knowing yeah. that it's not that must shift your perspective did anything feel different the second and third time round pregnancy wise or has it been very similar each time has your body felt different having gone through the process multiple times that's the only thing I think it the pregnancies felt very similar um the only thing that I think the third time I was just very mindful that there might be a hole and I'm carrying around a, in my uterus and I'm carrying around a two-year-old I don't want to make it bigger and things like that I don't mm-hmm. even know if that's medically correct but that was in the back of my mind um, and um, the only thing that felt different was after my third, I think my body felt like it had done it three times, like contractions in my uterus I never had before, but apparently the more babies you have, the more painful they become when your uterus goes down after having a baby, and I really felt that. Um, and just just recovery, like my scar, it's, it's not great. Um, it's dark, you know, it's just... It's bigger. It started off like quite small. It's got wider and wider, but it's it's um, infected. And I think things like things like that, you know, they say relax, relax. And I really tried, but you've got a toddler jumping over. You know, mm. he he doesn't understand. He's jumping all over me, and mm. they need things. And my husband was fantastic. He did a lot, especially the first. Whilst he was off the first couple of weeks, he did everything. And um, the kids went to stay with my mum for. A, few days and his mum for a few days so that helped but there's only so much you can rest when there's other children in the house I think to be realistic so just not having that same time to myself just meant that the actual scar and everything down there is um but then at the same time I think with my first I was like I've got to get back exercising I've got to get 
back into it was like I could see that my NCT group that had all gone out and that, that some of them had had um, vaginal births and they were out walking after three days and I think you know I can't do that I've had a section but I really want to and gone for a walk after a week whereas this time I don't think I left the house for like three weeks yeah um, because I just tried to be a bit kinder to myself what do you have to be careful about when you when you've had a c-section when they were in the house they went they were coming up to me I couldn't rest like when the children were in the house if I was trying to be at the upstairs with the baby in my room um I just um they were in and out and you just don't relax and or I could just lie in bed and I could hear the carnage downstairs and I'm thinking oh god what's going on um so he tend he actually made plans and he took them out for a few hours every day tired them out um, and that really helped because I did get that time at home with the baby um I couldn't pick my toddler up and he still now struggles with that like his communication's not great um he's not really talking that much so he does struggle and I can see in his face that he is struggling with the baby being around mm. um but he um it was more him wanting to be picked up and I couldn't do that and my friends had a, a C-section as well, and we both said that when we got to week three, you start to feel like, oh, I feel a lot better. Like, you know, I feel more mobile. And, and you, I think because you feel that, you start to do things around the house and like, oh, I'll just clean this. I'll just do this, put this here, hoover. And um, there's a reason they say six weeks, because you do that and then it sets you back and, uh, and then week four is a lot harder. Right. Um, and that was both of our experiences. Um, and I found that every time, week three, starting to feel like, yep, through the worst of it now, and then overexert, and then back to square one. So right. I think it's um, just sort of taking it slow. And and, and they they did they do see, say six weeks for a reason. I think um, even with other children, I think that they won't remember this time as much as like I need to remember that you know my son he's struggling, but. He'll, he won't remember life without his little brother. Um, and he won't remember me sort of not being able to pick him up. Yeah. And it's hard seeing his face now, but I kind of had to have to for, for myself. Otherwise, I'm just going to cause more long-term. It's going to go on for longer. Yeah, he he will be okay. He will, this is the tough time for him, but he won't remember at all. And he will, he'll have you back before he knows it. You're at six weeks now only six weeks how are you feeling now physically are you kind of feeling on the road to recovery uh yeah I think I feel pretty good um there's certain things like I just wouldn't even consider doing like just exercise and things like I know it's different for everybody but personally I think maybe it's three sections I don't know I was trying to I was much more keen to get back to hockey and things like that after my first and this time around I think it'd probably be realistically a year or six, at least six months before I can really think about like proper exercise yeah. I just I'm in no I just don't I just the thought of it just makes me feel a bit crazy but I know everyone's different my, my friend's a PT and she had six sections and she was back exercising like and she found it a lot easier I think it's just um me personally, my recovery, I'm just not in any rush to get back to, to that until I feel 100%, but it's still infected. So there's no, you know, you don't get a medal for, <laughs> for being the first to, I don't know, work out or get back in your jeans and things like that. Oh, no. I think it's just everyone, you're just a bit kinder to yourself and do it at your own pace and when it feels right. So no rush. <laughs> 100%. Otto, you mentioned that he was born at 36 weeks. So they said 36 weeks. I've pushed it back to 38. Okay. Um, because the consultant was like, if you feel comfortable, reduces certain risks and things like that. But they, they wouldn't let me go past 38 weeks. So What was Otto's birth like, both the build-up and what actually happened on the day? Um, the Having the section planned in, because I think with my second son, I was still unsure as to whether I was going to have a section or not so even though I had the date booked in I was never like planning too much whereas this time around I had the date planned in and it was so good because I, I planned for my mum to come and look after the children I you know I organized everything that I needed to organize and I just knew and um also I think my son my second son he was nine four and he was a big baby whereas knowing that this baby was going to be a bit smaller actually it 
it felt like a bit easier mm. with the recovery and like just because it it was it was just yeah I hadn't got as big and um it just it did feel different but um the birth itself like just being able to plan um I planned basically the whole summer for the children with childcare and clubs and things like that brilliant and that was brilliant that was the best thing about the planned section my other two were so much bigger that they never fit into newborn clothes so I had all these clothes that had never been worn that it was nice to put him in um and as, as soon as he came out I said to Tom he's tiny I mean he's only six he was still six fourteen. it's not that you know not far off seven pounds yeah. but he just felt smaller but um I noticed he fed more frequently. My son tended to have, my second son tended to have longer feeds and he'd stay asleep longer, mm -hmm. whether that was just him but or size related. But he fed a lot more. Um, and, yeah, apart from that, I think we were just so relaxed with him. Like, I haven't turned a baby monitor on once. And it's just things like that. Like, I just didn't. Yeah, it, it, even though he was smaller and he came earlier, I think because I felt so much more confident, I didn't really feel like I was worried. Um, you know, he has, like I said, he's got jaundice and things still now, but we just monitor it and his, his bloods are all fine, so I'm not too worried to just keep an eye on it. That's the beauty of three babies' worth of experience, I guess. You get that peace of mind that you didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You mentioned that first time round, you'd been slightly influenced into giving breastfeeding a good go and that it was tricky. Can you talk to us about what that experience was like? How was breastfeeding the first time and how has feeding gone with subsequent babies as well? The first time I really put the pressure on myself to feed. I really did. And I, I was through like, you know, your nipples haven't done it before and they were it was so painful and I really struggled but I struggled through it and in hindsight I think if I'd have really thought about it like I should have just given them, given her a bottle and and maybe that would have been better for me you know for my mm. mental health and um and everything maybe that was the right thing to do but I didn't and I went to a lot of breastfeeding support groups which was great um but I think it was the people I'd surrounded myself with because they were all doing it as well. I felt like the pressure to do it. Uh, one thing I did with my daughter is I, I never gave her a bottle, never introduced a bottle, and I really struggled because she got so attached to the nipple. She then wouldn't take a bottle when I tried to introduce mm. one, like later down the line at about four months. And I meant I couldn't leave her with anyone. And I remember I had to take her to like my friend's wedding, and I'd take her to, I'd take her everywhere, even about like, four months. I, wanted to get back to playing hockey and um I remember my husband ringing me saying you've got to come back she's been screaming for an hour I can't feed her um and I remember like driving back so fast like leaving early to go and feed and I was like I just I haven't even been able to have an hour to myself like you know it was that whereas um the feeding it was lovely don't get me wrong like it, I think there's something once we've mastered it there's something lovely about looking at your bed, you know, and they're staring at you and they're feeding and you feel like, I don't know, it's just a, it was just a really nice, at times, feeling. And then there were times where, I think in public it took me a while to get used to. Now I don't really mind. <laughs> but um, at first, yeah, just like, I remember like my father-in-law was there and I had to feed and I think he was uncomfortable and oh, like I just remember thinking it'd be so much easier if I could just give him a bottle mm. right now. Um, I, there were a few times where I felt uncomfortable feeding in front of people um, and I remember those quite clearly but um, yeah, I just, just I wish I'd introduced with my daughter a bottle a bit sooner, whether it was breast milk or formula, whatever, but just so she could take it just to give me the option of somebody else feeding her. Right. Um, and just if I ever, you know, needed that time to myself, which I did after four months of, uh, you know, I really felt like I just wanted more than an hour to myself yeah. um, to leave the house. And um, I couldn't have that. So we struggled. We got there eventually. But with my son, we introduced a bottle straight away, just one in the evening uh, to start with. Um, and I breastfed the rest of the day. And he took it, you know, and then eventually that bottle turned, whether it was breast milk or formula, he just, he was happy with having that bottle in the evening. And yeah, we've introduced the bottle early with my third. He takes the bottle fine. 
Um, I actually bought Tesco. Um, I just bought a supermarket. I spent a fortune on like branded, you know, like anti-colic bottle teats and things uh, with the other two because I tried so many different teats to get them to take the bottle. I was like, please, tried everything. And then with us, I thought, right, I'm going to introduce it from the beginning. So day three, I think it was, I expressed the bottle for him. And he, it was, I just, um, inflation and everything. I just bought Tesco's own, you know, the really basic cheap bottles. And he never even turned his nose up at it. He takes it absolutely fine. Um, and the cost him next to nothing. So, um, yeah, I think that for us, that's the right thing. Now I, you've got three beautiful babies at home. So you've got Primrose, who's five, Freddie, who's two, Otto, who is six weeks old. How is family life right now? You're really in the thick of having a newborn. What does a typical day look like for your family at the moment? At the moment, I'm off. So I think the children, Primrose goes to school um, and Freddie goes to nursery two days a week. Um, and then I'm going to try and get his 30 hours in January. So hopefully he'll go a bit more uh, then. But um, so those two days, when and then um, the other three days of the week, Freddie's at home with me and Otto. Um, it's been hard because I haven't been able to drive after the section. and I haven't really felt I could walk too far. So Freddie has been housebound for... Uh, we all have been for the last six weeks and that's been quite tra- testing he's watched a lot of Paw Patrol <laughs> you know when you get through like 50 episodes and then they start again and you're like oh my god <laughs> um luckily the weather's been nice so we've been in the garden um but it has been hard like there's been times where I think oh if we could just take him to a playgroup and let him like yeah. tire himself out but you know he's got toys the weather's been nice like you know he's he's been fine um and then my husband works from home, so that that really helps as well because it's just things like, oh, can you just can you just do this? Have you got five minutes just to do this? And I know, like, so I'm working, you know, I'm not just off, but it does help just to have a pair of hands. How have you and your partner juggled all the responsibilities, like over, you know, whether childcare or just kind of running the house? I think my career changed. I was, I, I definitely sort of, as a result of having children. I didn't want to go back full time, like as much as, but then I struggled to find a job that was flexible and accommodated part time. It's, it's quite hard to find, like, and, and because of that, my career changed. Um, and I guess his carried on <laughs> and mine sort of stopped, uh, or not stopped, but level, you know, just hasn't really progressed in sort of how I envisaged. But then I've come to terms with that now because. It means, you know, I can be present for things that I wouldn't have been able to be around for otherwise at school and things like that. But so career-wise, yeah, he's, it's quite different. But family-wise, he, he's very hands-on. He's, he's, we've um, recently got into a quite a nice routine where he'll give Otto a bottle around. I'll feed him about seven. Tom will give him a bottle around nine. And I'll go to bed about half seven once the other two are in bed. Mm. So then I just get that uninterrupted sleep from like seven till what 11 when Tom brings him upstairs and goes to bed himself and then um just having those and then Otto will sleep till about one so that means from like half seven till about one I just get that time whether I sleep or just sit there on my phone whatever like I'm much more able to do the night feeds or I'm in a better headspace to do the night feeds um when I've I've um, had that sleep but, and I, the thing I guess about breastfeeding as well is it's all on you to do the the night yeah. feeds there's sometimes where I look at him and I'm just he is like you know lying there asleep he's not woken up when the baby's crying I'm like I know he's got work so you know I know but there's a little part of me that still resents that it's all on me to to do so at the weekend sometimes I'm like Tom could just change his nappy I'll feed him when you're done yeah. <laughs> um but Generally, I think that's one of the things about breastfeeding. It's a bit, um, it is all on, on you. But he spends a lot more time with the other two. I think that's basically what we found. Like at the moment, he's a lot more physically active with them and um, taking them out and things like that, where I haven't been able to do that. Did you have proper maternity leave with your first child? What kind of support have you had from a workplace point of view as you've gone through this journey of having three different children so the first time around I had pretty standard paternity I actually managed to eat it out to 13 months when, when I used holiday and stuff mm-hmm. uh, so that was all pretty straightforward um and then 
I went back to work. They they were really good. They let me go back three days. So I was pretty happy because uh, I was back three days doing the same job. And then when lockdown happened, I was made redundant uh, when I was pregnant. Oh, wow. um, so that was a very uncertain time. Um, and yeah, it was a very difficult time. Um, I was furloughed for a while and then and then the redundancy came. Yeah, no, it was, it was a difficult time uh, when after I'd had Freddie because I didn't, I felt like I lost my sense of identity a bit. I didn't have a job. I, I didn't, it made me sort of question what sort of career I wanted because mm. um, I couldn't find anything like what I was doing before with the hours. Right. It, it really made me sort of recalibrate. Like I just really rethink of what I wanted out of a career and what sort of was I willing to compromise what was I willing to give up and what I wasn't and I wanted it all basically I wanted something that challenged me that I enjoyed that paid well that gave me part-time flexi and I just couldn't I mean anyone finds that they're very lucky I just never never managed that so with Freddie I didn't really have sort of a standard maternity I just sort of was paid my redundancy and managed to stay off with that and then with Otto, I'm now self-employed. That must have been a really stressful time being being made redundant then. I think it was harder because I think being pregnant, you know, I I, I kind of felt a bit, well, no, one, no one's going to hire me because I'm pregnant right now. Yeah. Like, you know, it's hard to, one, there's like a pandemic and two, I'm pregnant. So it's not like I can go and get another job. Uh, well, I know you can, but it's hard. Yeah, and were they aware that you were pregnant at the time? Yeah, it all happened. Yeah, it was it was complicated. I can't really go into much detail because I've signed things and, <laughs> um, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was all. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great time. But it was a couple of weeks after I'd said that I was pregnant that the redundancy came through. Mm. So it was mm. difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, I think with the, my redundancy money, I was then able to take quite a bit of time off with with Fred, which was lovely. But it just meant that this time around, I'm now self-employed, and um, I, you, it's complete. I'm going back to work in November, <laughs> so um, I'm only having three months off. It's completely different experiences, I guess. I've never really had that traditional maternity since having my first. And how do you feel about going back? My main worry is putting Otto into nursery um, so young. Um, but I, I'm, I'm fortunate that my mum, even though she lives two hours away, she's going to come up every other week and have him for two days, oh. say, overnight. And Tom's mum's going to do that. And they're going to do that till Christmas. So that's like three or four times each looking after Otto, mm. um, which is fantastic because that means... I can eke it out to leave five months to go to nursery, which I know is still young, but you know I feel better than putting a three-month-old mm. personally into into a nursery. Um, it's that's going to be really hard. I know that, but at the same time, I, I found a job that is flexi and it's two days a week, and I can do the school run and drop off, pick up. And when you haven't got support nearby, that's so important. And I can't really afford to give that up because because being self-employed, like he, mum. The person I work for needs somebody in the office and I sort of three months is sort of as long as I can really take. But, you know, for the sake of my other two children, really, I can't really give give that up because it is so convenient for our family setup. Sounds like you've got a lot to juggle. It cannot be easy. And I, I wonder how you are managing to juggle the needs of very three very different children. I think my daughter wants to play a lot, like role play. And I struggle, she, because she's the oldest, it's so easy to say to her, just wait, I just need to do this. I just need to put the washing on. And she's like, can you play with me, mommy? Can you play with me? And I thought just everything, I really struggled to sit down and just play. Um, my husband's really good at it. And I do, I'm not as as good. Um, well, you've got a million things in a list in your brain, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, making yourself not when I'm playing not not actually just cleaning at the same time or doing something else you know like it's giving her my full attention I struggle with that um my son he's only two and well he's nearly three but his speech still needs he needs support with that communication so he can't tell me what he wants and he struggles so that's quite different I think there is guilt Uh, yeah like but but they're happy like 
but there's, there's always going to be things I think but then you have moments and you think as, as amongst all the chaos and all the like how hard it is sometimes like I can't pretend it's always great and there's times where like I need to have I, I need to be a bit more probably take myself away from the situation not snap and like I hear myself sometimes or I hear my daughter talk to my son how and I know she's repeating things I've said and I sound awful but um <laughs> yeah I just I don't it's like don't you do that I just oh yeah but um I think you know amongst all the chaos there's, there's moments where you see them like laughing away playing together and and it's it's lovely at the same time so pure joy in amongst all of the chaos yeah, and craziness like, yeah I I think I think that's that's about it and I know like it's not it's not forever like it's not and I don't think people realize until you go through it yourself people can tell you how hard it is but until you go through it you you don't realize just how intense and full-on it's just your whole life and even when you've gone through it we've gone through it I find it difficult to articulate what life is really like but it is still hard to explain to anyone who doesn't have children how wildly overwhelming but also how wildly wonderful it is at the same time I feel like when they do have children you kind of feel like uh, there's been a few times where I've thought to myself they'll get it now like when when they say you know friends said they're pregnant I was like ah they'll understand now like you know that they're about to you, you think you've got no idea what you're in for and then suddenly they go through it and and they have a whole new appreciation of things that you know how that you've been through and I just think until they go through it personally you can tell them until you can tell them everything but everyone like everyone's experience is different but everyone equally will say that it's life-changing in in lots of ways <laughs> all the ways but it's it is a challenge you're just a total super mum you're sat here doing this and you have three children and a newborn and you're just doing amazingly well and functioning and I can see you are dressed and you are sitting here and talking coherently and to me that is just already another level after everything that you've got going on right now so thank you again and I'd love to just finish on a few really quick fire questions I'd love to know what surprised you most about motherhood. How much more com- how much more comfortable in myself I am, even though I look back at the old me and I think I had all these insecurities. But actually, if the old me saw me now, it'd probably be quite, you know, uh, things that have changed my body, everything else. But how much more comfortable I am in myself and how much, even though a lot has changed and I don't have as much time for myself and I don't invest as much time in myself, how much more comfortable I am in myself. That's amazing. What is the best baby hack, like tip or trick that you've learned along the way? I think the one I said about getting that those four hours in if you're breastfeeding, or just express that, that get, hand the baby over, get that sleep in from seven or whenever you can until they come to bed um, and just give yourself that time. It just makes the night feed so much easier if you can just hand them over and uh, just get some time for yourself in the evening. Um, whether you just sit on your phone, scroll social media or actually go to sleep, just just say, right, yours for a few hours um, after being at home with the baby every day. What's a really funny moment that you've had as parents or as a mum? It's really hard to think of one on the spot, but one that like does um make me laugh it's actually it didn't happen to me it happened to my father-in-law but he's quite um he's in his 60s but he's still like you know goes on stag dudes and he's playing hockey and he's very active and um like I guess young at heart and everything but um my daughter is he's bald um with a bit of gray hair around the sides and my daughter was in his car and uh, they stopped at traffic lights outside at old people's home and and there was a um poster <laughs> on the side of the building and it was this man in his 80s 90s and she's like grumpy grumpy it's you and he's never been so offended i just think that the brutal honesty of like <laughs> of like the ch- children and just um there's been quite a few moments like that and he, he still hasn't got over it <laughs> like when we every time we drive past that that poster <laughs> we have a laugh to ourselves 
final one, what what advice would you have for new mothers who, you know, you've had three babies, you have three babies. What advice would you have for new mums who are kind of just at the beginning of all of this? I would say it's very easy for people to say, be kind to yourself, rest, recover. And But I, I do think it's, there's a reason they say those things. And I think even though I didn't, now having gone through it, I think just, you never get that time again to just sort of, especially in those couple of weeks after having the baby, if you've got people coming around or whatever, just, just um, relax. You can stay in bed. You can, you know, I think how many times in life do you get to just lie in bed with your baby or lie on the sofa with your baby? And if you're fortunate enough to have a partner that will, will look after you, let them do everything, let them do everything. Even if it's just for two weeks, like enjoy that time because it soon goes and it's guilt-free relaxation. You know, you've done, you've created this amazing life. You've done, you've been through so much to, to do that and you just to take it slow in those first couple of weeks, it's invaluable that getting that rest and recovery in whatever kind of birth you had and, and just guilt-free chill time, like, it's chill I know you've got a newborn baby but you know what I'm just really just sink yeah, into it definitely yeah I want to say a huge thank you Emily because you have so much going on and you've made time for us good luck and all the best wishes and love to your thank beautiful you. family as you carry on on the world wonderful journey no oh, thank you very much Thanks. that's the end of this episode take care and see you next time If you enjoyed this episode of Bloom Stories, we would so appreciate it if you could rate, review and subscribe. Apparently, it will help other mums know that we exist.